Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Nebraska head bowling coach Bill Straub. Coach Straub, Tim Berg, and Coach K, Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us. Sounds great. Thank you for asking me. Well, let's get started with uh, with the recent uh, victory. The uh, Nebraska was, I'm sure you guys were very excited to win the, the recent NCAA Collegiate Bowling Championships. And uh, why don't you uh, just talk to us a little bit about that. Some of the, uh, I know it's a, it's a tough thing to, to win a national championship and just maybe hit on some of the uh, challenges and highlights of the week and, and what went down uh, as you guys earned that title. We decided this year, especially after the second place finish last year, to see if we couldn't do a little better preparation. It's not like it was a fait accompli by the time we got to Nationals, but the team was prepared to win. I mean, we spent an awful lot of time on ball control. Thanks to your, your company makes that a whole lot easier when the ball is so controllable. But we got it to where spares were real proficient at home under as much pressure as we could do, and we figured if we can get it done at home real successfully, maybe spares when we get further along in the championship will go better. And we, you know, we had six games on television with no errors. I figured it was a, a major cause for the success. That's pretty impressive considering, yeah, there's the pressure. Um, a lot of the bowlers, I know you have a couple of freshmen uh, that are that are on the team as well, and I don't know if it's their first time bowling on TV, but like Julia Bond, for example, watching her compete, yeah. and Liz Culkin. I mean, I know she's a, a veteran player, but I, I was personally was really impressed watching that show and just seeing how well uh, your team bowled and competed. There, it was it was pretty amazing. Well, you, you know yourself when you got when you're doing more than one game matches, and you've got a situation where the team that you're playing or the individuals you're playing never opens. It makes it tougher on you to not open. At least that's been my belief. So this is n- counting non-NCAA titles. This is now your 10th championship. What makes this one special? Well, I tell you, I've had some questions about that myself. We've got a, a lot more notoriety this go-around than we had before. I don't know whether it's the, the number five or they think about the number 10, but it, it certainly is, a rough, roughly speaking, the same amount of press coverage, at least locally, but we've gotten a lot more attention by people who aren't connected with the program who are quite complimentary about what we did. Certainly well received by the girls and the coaches too. And and you talked a little bit there about, you know, how important it is, especially in like a Baker game uh, format with, with filling frames. What are maybe some of these other uh, important, I'd say, concepts or ideas uh, to Nebraska bowling, which you guys, you know, really hold important and, and dear and critical to success? Well, we, we try to get into a position where the chance of winning or losing is more in our hands than the opposition. If our preparation is good, it has more of our control. I'm a big proponent of if you can affect your outcome by how good or badly you play, you sleep better. And right now our kids are sleeping pretty well. Well, Coach, myself and Steve had on uh, Dr. Dean Hinnett. So it's probably over a year, year ago now, Steve. But Dr. Dean said the main difference between coaching – uh, a lady and coaching a, a male is the fact that a, a lady, a, a male like myself, I would just be, you know, enamored by the fact that you've won nine, you know, you've you got your, all of your credentials, basically, of what you've done, what you're, you know, who have you worked with, et cetera. 
where when you're coaching a female, a lady, she needs to know that you understand what she's going through, what she's feeling. So how are you able to do that at Nebraska? We do our best with my the sports background I have in other sports. The, uh, we try to make our sport genderless as best we possibly can. You follow your fundamentals no different than you're trying fundamentals in the classroom. If you follow the fundamentals, you're going to get an A, regardless whether you're a guy or a female. I don't believe there is any difference in teaching them if you keep them on a fundamental point of view. We try. Mm, that's, interesting. that's interesting, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's not. No one's telling you to pick up this ball. This is what the girl throws. Why should walk straight, swing straight, or follow through straight have a gender connection? This is one of those deals with, with Dean. Respectfully, I would disagree. I think if I'm doing my job right, it doesn't matter who I'm coaching, gender-wise. I do coach tall well, people differently than short people, though. <laughs> oh, well, do you? Why, why, why is that? Talk, tell lying. us a little bit more about that, Bill. I, I was lying. <laughs> well, now, I, was, I thought you were going to hit. I thought I thought you were going to hit on the uh, the Bill Taylor thing because I remember um, when Bill came through a couple times. I was working in the uh, the storm booth at the Open Championships for a couple of years there, and he would come through and and he would look at us and he'd bring his tape measure out and he'd measure that he'd measure that sleeve and determine you know based off of off of the length of your arm that he thought okay I think you need to be uh, three step four step five step whatever it is, and a certain kind of a cadence or timing. I was. I do think there's some gender reference to that one. I, I think most of the most of the guys that are have a out-of-balance direction that way are more like orangutans, where they, they have their arms that are kind of dragging on the floor. Sometimes you see athletic females that even though they have arm lengths, they have a disproportionate difference between where their waist is relative to their shoulders and their feet. I think that has to be in consideration too. It's not a, it's not something that we're checking first. It's something we're trying to watch how they play, then do our best to try to connect that with something we think can be functional. And I, one of the deals that I use for pros, I'm of the belief that the the best pro ever threw a ball was Dave Ozio, but I, I I'm mm-hmm. talking about fundamentally, but not very far down the line. We can Paul Clement and I talked about yesterday. Steve is you, you you make the game look easy. I'm, and I'm sure some of that stuff that you're born with, but it's also stuff that you've practiced enough to accomplish. You've got a, a, such a game that it's, it's hard to, to keep you from succeeding. I don't mean that you have all the right choices with ball choice and alignment, but physically it's very difficult to shut a- Ozio or you out, and that's what we try to accomplish here. Well, yeah. oh, well, thank you thank you for that. I do appreciate that. I've and, that uh, you know, I, years, I won't tell people how old you are, but I've thought that for 20 years. <laughs> Steve's head is well, going to get bigger. We definitely gave some of it up now. right there. <laughs> yes, sir. The uh, that that and that does hit on a little bit too. With uh, and we've spoken with uh, a, a couple of other players as well uh, from Nebraska that have, have said that you know one of those important things with the program is is talking about some of those different um, processes and the importance of uh, a sound quality physical game and how that can actually take away maybe what would normally be some kind of anxiety that you would experience from a poor ball reaction that kind of sounds like what you're hitting on there you know if, if you can if you pick the sport if you're hitting a golf ball and you know you've got your swing in pretty good control you're not checking on the out of bounds as much as you are how can i keep this continuation at least that's my belief we had a we had a girl that was an all-american four or five years ago and got a national championship well in the girls locker room very shortly after we returned she's got a sign up that one of the things we're trying to stress the most, she put it down into three words, throw it better. 
And if, if every time you step up on the approach, you're looking to at least throw it as good as last time, I think that limits the anxiety. And Coach Straub, last year you had a health scare. Was it a heart attack you had, or what exactly was it? And uh, how are you doing right now? Well, fortunately, I didn't have a heart attack. I did have an a aortic dissection, which is generally a killer. They once by when they get you on the operating table, or even up to that time from the ambulance, less than ten percent of the people who had what I was afflicted with ever survive. I'm so I'm certainly lucky on that point. And and right now I'm doing pretty well. Last year when we went to the NCAA championships when they were held in Cleveland, I was too stubborn or too stupid or both. I came back too soon. We had too much pilot air on a TV show last year. I think if I had done better last year, they wouldn't have finished second, but I just came back too soon. But right now I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Mm, that's good to hear. What uh, what do you do, Coach Straub? What do you do as far as recruiting uh, goes and, and attracting uh, new, younger, skilled players to the program? That's gone on for years too. My recruiting skills are stupid. I can't get space, I can't get Eskimos to buy space eaters, and I'm I'm really lousy at this. But we're we're blessed with enough success. And these days, which I'm sure you guys, especially Steve, you know, bowling is globally is a very small. Sport. I don't mean by number of participants, but if something happens real good in Yugoslavia, believe it or not, that stretches to Nebraska or Utah. You find out about it. Our situation, we've been lucky enough to have people from the program that have succeeded internationally. And invariably, if you're watching somebody, quote, unquote, throw it better, they're being asked, how's going to do that? And the people that went through our program are nice enough to say, I learned that in Nebraska. Then they contact us. We get about, we, we try to keep it at no more than three or four spots for freshmen each season because we have two or three people that are graduating, so it's kind of like revolving door. Two or three going out as three or four come in. There's always somebody that's going to make a better look at it somewhere else, but we do our best to have two or three coming in while we've got three or so uh, leaving. From that perspective, they kind of recruit themselves. We get, we get 75 applicants each year or thereabouts for those three spots, and you, if you can do any searching at all, you can pretty much find uh, something that's golden in that number of people. We're just real lucky to have done that. Well, so we got a lot of high school coaches and players who listen to these shows. What's um, what's one piece of advice you would give to the high school coach who's listening to this program right now of someone who, you know, hopefully they're, they're going to bowl collegiately, whether that be Nebraska, Wichita, et cetera? Whether they're, whether they're coming into a program or graduating from it, I'm of the belief that the coach's perspective is to have how well you scored as far down your list of recommendations for them to move along as possible. We have such variance in scoring conditions in our sport, regardless, or I should say regarding how well or how poorly the oil is applied to the lane. So from one side of town to the other, you can have a variance of 20 or 25 pins per person, even though their skill levels are about the same. We do most of our recruiting once they've gotten through this first portion of my bad recruiting skills, we recruit starting with watching videotape. And we very seldom watch what the person's scoring. We're looking at how well can they have body control management. If they can control their body movements, we could make a player that could be pretty good for us. Hey, final question I have for you, uh, sure. Coach Straub. What was, uh, as far as a uh, favorite moment or greatest achievement that you felt, uh, did you see uh, throughout this past season, you know, aside from the championship, was there some kind of a, uh, event or a specific uh, thing that happened or occurred throughout the year where you were able to really kind of see uh, 
a development or advancement or growth in the players, either the way they were functioning as a team or any you know physical game stuff like that that was that was really because memorable for so you. Good, because they were so good at shooting spares, I figured our chances of succeeding at nationals was pretty good. It doesn't mean you can't get upset. It happens in all sports. But do you follow football very closely, whether it be pro or collegiate? I do. I'm asking you do. Okay. What's your favorite, for your favorite team, what's your favorite offensive play? Probably the one that scores a touchdown. <laughs> well, uh, running, my, favorite, running my favorite offensive play for a Cornhusker football is the kneel-down drill. <laughs> if, it means if you've gone to one knee, the game's over. In our situation... The biggest highlight for me is when our star, excuse me, the player of the year this year, Liz Culkin, when she went over to the adjacent area and picked up the championship trophy because she knew it's mathematically impossible for us to lose, that was also my highlight. That was her version of the kneel down. Or that spare ball down the middle. We always love seeing that, too. Oh, boy, honey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, great. Even when Pete Weber threw his spare ball down there, it was the five seven ten on the fill. That was it. He knew he won, so he he hucked yeah. it right down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, great stuff, Coach Strab. It was great catching up to you after uh, after this uh, victory in uh, for you guys. So all the best of luck with everything and uh, keep things rolling at Nebraska. Thank you. Thank you for having me.